2 Chronicles chapter 20, Jehoshaphat called a fast. And in verse 12, he said, Lord, see this great company that comes against us. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And the spirit of prophetic anointing came on a man by the name of Jehaziel, whose name means God sees and hears. And the word that Jehaziel said, you don't need to fight in this battle. The battle's not yours. It's the Lord's. And so this week as we're in consecration and fasting, let's make sure that we continue like the widow in Luke chapter 18, that we keep coming before the Lord and say, God, give the Ukrainians justice in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to speak to you on the subject of scripture, scripture, and prophet C. Part three, I want to talk about moving forward. Moving forward. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 to 17 is the scriptures that we've been using. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught, Timothy. This is the Apostle Paul speaking, or actually writing to Timothy. This is the last letter, the last epistle he will ever write before he will be executed by the Emperor Nero. And he is writing to the next generation of spiritual leaders. He is writing to the millennials and the Gen Zs. He's writing to this young man, Timothy, who he had trained and mentored to pastor the church at Ephesus. And he's saying that you know what you've been taught, that it's true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. And one of those who taught him was not only his grandmother and, grand, and his mother, but also the Apostle Paul. He says, you've been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you wisdom to receive salvation. That comes from and by trusting in Jesus Christ. Timothy, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, correction, and for instruction in righteousness. God uses the scripture to prepare and equip people to do every God work. Father, open our eyes that we might see wondrous things out of your law. Open our hearts that we might hide your word in our heart so that we might not miss the mark in Jesus' name, amen. We had shared uh, in the past that this word scripture comes from a Greek word graphe, and the etymology of this word graphe or grapho, it, it, it means, in the Greek it means a writing to give directions or information. It is God's script that is sure to give direction and to give information. This word direction, it, it, 
it is derived from a Latin word, the etymology, it's derived from a Latin word, which means a making straight or to set straight. So the scriptures can set a straight path for you, a, a path of direction. And so many of us are familiar, of course, with Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge or submit to him. And the NIV says, he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Respect and fear the Lord. So there's, there, there, is, there is a direction, there is a, a path that the word in the scriptures will allow you to see, to see straight if you would stand and commit yourself to the script of God, his script for life that is sure. Can you say amen? amen. No. And then not only does this scriptures are uh, these, these set of writings that give direction, but they also give information. And unfortunately, when we think of the word information, we think of data that comes to the mind. But the word information, it, it's, it, it's, it's really a much deeper word than just um, knowledge and data. This word information, information, information. The, the suffix ation means the process of, and the word form, it comes from a Latin word forma, and it means uh, to shape, to, to look like, to pattern, to model, to design, to make the same kind. So this word information is the process of God forming you or shaping you on the inside. Are you following me? On the inside. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, verse 7, in the King James Version, as a man thinks in his heart, that's who he is. So the scriptures, the goal of the scriptures is to form something in you on the inside so that you can live out on the outside what God put on the inside. Are you following me? Paul says it this way in Philippians chapter 2, 13 and 14. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Why? Because it is God who is working in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Are you hearing me right now? In other words, if whatever spiritual desire you have, God put it on the inside so that you can work it on the outside. Well, that's a bad word right there. And, and, and so you need to understand that when the scriptures talks about you and I receiving the Holy Spirit, and I'm not talking about, I'm talking about at birth, meaning when we receive Jesus Christ, we, we receive, this is a good one right here, it says we receive the spirit of adoption. Tell somebody you are not an orphan. You are not alone. You, you receive the spirit of adoption. Your ability to know that God is your father comes from the Holy Spirit. There is nothing in you 
that could even recognize the words, our Father, unless the Holy Spirit is in you. Paul says he put the Spirit in you, whereby that Spirit in you is crying, Abba, Father, or Daddy, Daddy. And the, and the whole goal of the Holy Spirit is not for you to hookah mashanda, mm -hmm. not for you to pina colada, are you with me? The whole goal of the Holy Spirit, his job in, in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, is to conform the image of Christ in you. Are you with me so far? So when you say, I have the Holy Spirit, I am spirit-filled, I am looking for fruit, not for your words. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, uh. You know, I need to come down. This is a battery right here. See, 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 I can tell the, the Holy Spirit is working in you when somebody cuts you off and you don't say what you used to say. Mm -hmm. Turn to somebody and say, he's talking about you. I saw you driving to church. How, how, It's amazing, when I, used to, when I was younger, we used to play ball, Brother Gordon, in a church basketball league. A church basketball league. And we found out how many guys were churchy. I heard some words in the Christian basketball league. Someone would throw an elbow, boof. And you would think that being in the church, forgive me, my brother. I did not mean to intrude in your space. As a matter of fact, seeing that I elbowed you in one rib, I turned my rib for you to elbow me. Turn the other cheek. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Brother Cameron, you know what I'm talking about. We played it. I heard some words coming out of the saints. The, the, the saints seemed like when they played basketball, they dropped the S in saints. You'll get it. And I couldn't tell whether I was playing ball with the saints or with the ants because they had the same language. Mm. They would say things like, uh, <clears throat> mm. you, are, you are a female dog, or, or your parents were not married when you were born. Uh, um. <laughs> Y'all looking at me like, I, I didn't know Christians curse, oh, it is Jesus. Can I see, no, no. God, for some of you, God is really, he's not even trying to be so deep. He's trying to form joy in you. Turn your name and say, neighbor, you really need to stop looking like the pandemic. Woo, I am preaching. You talking like the real, oh, it's me. Well, with me, when is this going to be over? When is life going to be back to normal? And, 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 and I really believe that the Lord is trying to 
Use us as salt among the unbelievers so we can show them that there is a difference when you have Jesus in your life. When's the last time you had a good belly laugh? Just laugh with your... <laughs> Some of you, you got your first laugh here in church, which is a good thing. Love, joy, patience, self-control. Jesus. Mm. Self-control. How do you act? How do you act? When you're at the mall, and you see a parking space. Mm. And, some, and you, you are waiting for that person to pull out. And someone pulled in instead of you. Now, you didn't get out of your car and go to blows. But you didn't say, God bless you either. And then you look at the cross. Near the cross. Near the cross. Why are you spending so much time in this? My point is, is that the Holy Spirit in the scriptures, the, the God is trying to make the word flesh so that you and I will become living epistles to a world that will never open the scriptures. Tell, ask your neighbor, neighbor, what are people reading about your life? So we're talking about direction and, and information. Now this word scripture, that word graphe, and even in the Latin, the word scripto, they both mean engrave, engrave. And, and um, this is a, a plaque that was given to me when I was installed as pastor June 3rd, 1995. So this will be going on 27 years. And um, what's interesting is that the engravement is still here after 27 years almost. And the people who gave this to me, our intercessory prayer group, most of these people are no longer alive. And what's my point? My point is, is that God wants the, his word to be engraved in our hearts so that no matter what the circumstances is, oh, Lord have mercy, no matter how the enemy would try to use trials and tribulations and difficulties to erase the word from our heart, there is nothing that can erase God's word, that God's word is planted and written in our hearts. Can you say amen? The scripture says in Proverbs chapter seven, verse two to four, keep my commandments and you will live. Guard my teachings as the apple that is the pupil of your eye. Bind my word, bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister in insight, you are my relative. We must have the script 
written on our hearts. David said, Psalm 119, verse 11, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. There's two types of sin. There is sin meaning trespassing, meaning you, you went someplace where you shouldn't have went, and there's another word for sin meaning to miss, to miss the mark. There is, there's a calling. There's a target that God wants us to make, to hit, and we need the word to make sure that we hit the target. People are, just, people are depending on you to hit the target, the call of God on your life. You were created for a purpose. You were created for a place and a space, and God is depending on you to respond and fulfill the call, his call on your life. Can you say amen? Let me get to the point I want to talk about, and that is the word is profitable. That is the word of God wants, is, is designed to give us the ability to profit. God is interested in us profiting. This word profit, in the, in the Greek, it means to it means to, uh, uh, um, to benefit. The word of God fits me well. Are you hearing me? The, the word of God, uh, it fits me well. The word of God, this word uh, profitable, or profit it means to serviceable. The word of God serves me well. The word of God, as, as was shared in Bible study on, which is on Tuesdays at 7 p.m., the word of God, uh, is concerned about my well-being. Mm. The word of God is advantageous. This is where I want to conclude. The word of God is advantageous. It is to my advantage. What do, what do you mean? The word advantage, and this is my last point because I really want to get this in your spirit. The word advantage means any means, circumstance, or opportunity favorable to one's success or one's desired end. Again, advantage is any means, circumstance, or opportunity favorable to one's success or one's desired end. The scriptures give me an advantage. The scriptures gives me the means, gives me the opportunity to, to, that is favorable to my desired end or my success. What are you saying, Bishop? I'm saying that the word of God gives me the desired end in my marriage. There is a script on how to do marriage. It's quiet in here. And, 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 and they tell me that the average wedding costs about $25,000. Mm. And I have two daughters, so they're going to have to figure that out. Uh, $25,000. When we got married, spent thousands of dollars, and because we followed the script, are you hearing me? The script, 
which is you know, the, the Bible, the script. I'm not talking about fake following. I'm talking about really standing on this, believing it. My wife and I, next year, by God's grace, if he should spare our lives, we will be celebrating 40 years. 40 years. And, and, I, and I say that, I mean, to God be the glory for that. But my point is, is that when you spend $25,000 on a wedding, the desired end is not to get divorced after six months. I mean, ain't nobody trying to spend, do you realize, that's like I spent $4,000 a month to live with you. Well, now that you put it that way, that, 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 like, like. Am I preaching? I, 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 I want to live with this woman so long that the price keeps going down. So it goes down so much that I say, God, you bless me with a good deal. Can I help somebody? But there's a script for this. There's a script for this. There's a script for choosing a career. There's a script for how to live your life as a young man. The book of Job, whoo! You gotta come up here, get, get, get me. The book of Job, let me help you out. The book of Job says, I made, this is one of the scriptures I memorized in college. I made a covenant. I wrote a contract with my eyeballs that I won't look where I wasn't supposed to look. Now, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I broke the contract. Can I be honest with you? Oh, my what? You did? She said, I did too. What do you mean you did too? I, I, I thought I was your boo-boo. Help her out. All, all the women are like, yeah, Lady Diamond, you preach. Don't be, don't, be, don't be encouraging her. She'd be saying, bye bye. No, I'm <laughs> but made a covenant. And when I break it, I gotta get back to the covenant. Make a covenant. This is this a word. For that, like I made a covenant that I won't look upon a woman with lust as an object. I won't look at pornography. I won't. I made a covenant with my eyes that I won't watch the wrong things on TV or, or online. I made a covenant. I made an agreement with my eyes that I would not, you know, forget woman and sex. I would not covet something that doesn't belong to me. There's a script. And when I see young people struggling in, 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 
and, and saying, you know, this is a waste of time and I don't believe God and you know, that stuff is not. And, and I really want to say, but I have to hold my tongue. Like, well, well, well how's, how, how is your way working out for you? No, 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 tell me. How is your way working out for you? This, this, this word prophet, it means to be at an advantage. And I don't know about you, but the reason I, I, I grabbed onto this word when I was a young, when I was a teenager, after getting my heart broken, I said, nah, I need to, I need to grab onto the word of God because nobody likes to be at a disadvantage. This word, the synonyms of advantage is to bring improvement. The scriptures improve your life. I'll say it again. The scriptures improve your life. The scriptures improve your life. The scriptures improve your life. God is not up in some cosmic world looking over the banisters of heaven, as Dr. Howard Hendricks used to say. He's, he's not up in heaven looking at you and saying, hey, Tammy, are you having fun down there? Yes, Lord. Cut it out! God wants us to have joy. And so many times he's, he says, oh, men of God... Read the book of Proverbs, chapter 7. It talks about the strange woman. Mm. Strange woman. Now, that's the King James Version. You may want to read it in another version. And, 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 and the point is, is that we, we've got to understand that the Word of God is, it, it, it improves me. It, 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 it brings improvement. It, it, it brings gain. That's what it means, profitable. You ought to be gaining and not losing. In fact, the only thing you need to be losing is folks that don't need to be around you. Can I preach this thing? Some of your friends you need to say goodbye to. You need to say bye-bye. You need to say like that movie, I can do bad all by myself. I don't need you. It's quiet in this place. That's just right. I'm going to keep preaching anyways. This word, this word advantageous means dominance. You say, well, dominance? Yeah, the Bible says in, first, in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 28, let us create man to have dominion. What does that mean? That simply means that every place you walk into, you need to be a thermostat instead of thermometer. I am preaching right here. You need to be a thermostat instead of a thermometer. When you come in, because Colossians chapter 1, verse 27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. When you come in, the atmosphere ought to change because Emmanuel is with you. You're not walking into an interview by yourself. You're not walking into a job by yourself. You are walking with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You got God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, plus angels. How can you be thinking that you are at a discredit when, when if God before you, who can be against you? You're not by yourself. And even when you sit in a room and you don't know what to say, the Holy Spirit will teach you in the same moment what you ought to say. 
Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's what the script says. You will know the truth and the truth will make you free, but maybe you don't know enough of the script. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit, and you appreciate this. You always know this, uh, Delia and, and Ruth, Okediji. The Holy Spirit is the Paracletos. He's a lawyer in a courtroom. Yeah. Yeah. And every once in a while, the Holy Spirit says to his client, you need to hold your peace. Let me talk. Oh. You see, I'm almost finished. When you see this word advantage, it means the scriptures will influence you. But I like this one. The scriptures will give you the upper hand. <laughs> the upper hand. See, when they... When we play tennis, and I don't play tennis, but I love me some Serena Williams. And, and, and if you follow tennis, it can, be, uh, it can be love, love, which means zero, zero. And then there can be you know, 15. And then it goes to 30. And then it goes to 40. And let's say there's a tie game at 40-40. And then all of a sudden, when the person who, who wins a point and is 40-40, they'll say, in this case, advantage Miss Williams, meaning that she has the upper hand. The scriptures will give you an upper hand. I'm not, I'm not talking about a figurative upper hand. I'm talking about, God says to Moses, go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go, but I'm gonna tell you right now, he is not gonna let you go, Exodus chapter three, verse 19, unless an upper hand compels him. Woo, woo, and that's why Jabez, he said, you know what? In 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, Lord, bless me indeed, because my name means sorry. My name means my mother was sorry to have me. I'm living a sorry life. But if I could change my destiny, I'm asking you to bless me indeed. Enlarge my sphere of influence, but let your hand. I need the upper hand of God in my life so that I have an advantage. Some of you right now, you need to call on God who it will bring his hand into your situation. David, while he was in hell, he said, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? He's the Lord. Strong and mighty. Tell somebody, God ain't no punk. When he comes in, he will roll up his sleeve. The arm of the Lord is not too sharp to deliver to you. Is there anything too hard for the Lord?
God. I don't know what kind of God you serve, but my God is a mighty warrior. He is strong in battle. He doesn't back away from any fight. In fact, he goes devil hunting. Our God is so bad, he says, where are the gates of hell? Where are the gates of hell? Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I'm not waiting for the gates. I'm going through the gates. Because there's some people I need to get out. Stop looking at the gates. Charge the gates with the hammer. The Bible says the word of God is a hammer that breaks rocks into pieces. Yes! Yes! Hallelujah! Somebody praise them right now. You got a weapon on your lips if you would just use it. Stop waiting for the devil to give you a break. He's a bully. He'll never give you a break. Make your own break. The Bible says this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate on it day and night. Observe to do all that is written therein. For then you, you, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Stop blaming God and blaming life for no success. The word of God has put you to the advantage. Come on, somebody praise him. I, I, I'm gonna stop right there. We thank you for your word. There's a way out. There's a way through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What should I do when trouble comes? Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. In everything. Not for everything. In everything. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. I said give thanks. Give thanks. That's what the script says. We don't praise God because we feel good. We praise God because He is good. No matter what the circumstance is. God is good. Hallelujah. 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 He's the Lord strong and mighty. He's the Lord mighty in battle. Lift your head up. Why art thou cast down on my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I will yet praise him. I said I will yet praise him. Are there any praises in the house? I will yet pray. Are there any praises in the house? No offense, but I'm tired of three steps to breakthrough and eight steps to you getting yours. There's one step and that's giving God praise. That's thanking him. That's glorifying him. 
can cry in pain and that's all right. You can cry and still bless the Lord. Can I get a witness out there? You can cry, you can be brokenhearted, but still bless the Lord because you're telling the devil, no matter what you send my way, God is good. There are times when we pray for people for months, believing God will heal them, and they die, but God is still a healer. Thank you, Jesus. For you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you. Singing in your home, there is no one else like you, for you are great, you do miracles so great there is no one else like you there is no one else like you at this moment there is a parents Daryl Suttles and his wife Lisa, Dr. Lisa, their son Preston Blair Suttles has been unconscious now for 21 days. Just playing basketball and this 15-year-old boy collapsed with a heart attack. And his life is in the balance. We're believing God for miracle. But even as they are now weeping and full of hope, we can, we can praise God for them. I said we can praise God for them. And in the midst of this, let's, let's be their voice to the Lord as dealers say. You deserve the glory, no matter what we're going through. And the honor, Lord, we lift our hands. Lord, we lift our hands in worship. As we lift your whole, you sound good, you sound good. For you deserve the glory, no matter what you're going through. And the honor, tell the Lord, Lord, we lift our hands in worship. Help me pray, see, as we lift your hope. Tell the Lord, for you are great, you do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. Tell the Lord. There is no Why you sound beautiful, PT? Like 
receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. The Bible calls Jesus the living word. <laughs> so when you receive Jesus Christ in your heart, you receive his word. Jesus wants to come into your life right now. If you've never asked him to come into your heart, the Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be rescued. He wants you to live at an advantage. Jesus is the advantage. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you're here and you say, Bishop, could you pray with me? I want to receive Jesus Christ into my life. I'm tired of running my own show. <laughs> tired of doing life by myself. I'm tired of living a directionless life. 
or a life that I've made up my own direction and it's, even though I may look successful, it's not working. And I want this Jesus that you're talking about that can give me, as Peter says in his writing, a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. We're not here to embarrass you. We're not going to have you come up front. We just want to know who we're praying for, who wants to receive Jesus, whether if you're online, you can type online. We have an online minister there to, to meet you. But if you're in this room, you're saying, Bishop, could you pray with me? I want to give my life to Jesus. If that's you, could you just raise your hand high? I want to make sure we don't miss anybody. You want to receive Jesus as your Savior. I want to make sure we don't miss anybody. Praise your name, the name of the Lord. Well, let's say this prayer anyways. Uh, maybe there's somebody here, they didn't want to raise their hand, but they do want to receive Jesus Christ. Can you repeat after me, dear Lord? I come to you right now. And I admit, Lord, that I'm a sinner. And all that means is Jesus does not live in my heart. But God, I believe Jesus died for my sin rose again from the grave so that I could become a child of God. And so Jesus, seeing that you're alive, I'm asking you, come into my heart, take away my sin, and make me a child of God. Thank you for hearing my prayer, Jesus. Right now I know I'm a child of God. Amen. Can we just praise the Lord for a moment? If you made that prayer, Please speak to one of our ministers or one of our welcome team, and they'll make sure that you get the proper information. And those of you online, please type in the chat that you receive Christ, and we will make sure you get the information. Isn't God good? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you just give one more minute of praise? Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Well, you are great. You do miracles so great. That includes Preston, Lord. No one else like you, no matter what situation we're in. There is no one else like you. For you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you, there is no one else like you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to put out your hands right now. I want to bless you. But I want to give you a different blessing. I was honored to give this blessing yesterday to young people, millennials and Gen Zs. The principle is, is that you honor, this is why you always see me doing this, you honor the generations ahead of you and you bless the generations behind you that are following you. Get into that practice. Honor those who are ahead of you. That's why you always hear me talk about my dad or Mother Cummings or, or my mom or 
those saints who have gone past. Honor those who are ahead of you and bless those who are following you. So I read this blessing over millennials and Gen Zs on yesterday, just basically saying those who are 41 years old and under, young enough to be my children. Uh, but I want to speak this blessing over you based on Paul's letter to Timothy, which was his last letter. So I bless you to know that, first of all, supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks are to be made for all men. I bless you to not depart, to depart. I bless you to not depart from the faith, to not give in to seducing spirits, doctrines, lying spirits. I bless you to realize that godliness is profitable in all things. I bless you to know that God's promises, not only in this life right now, but also the one which is to come in your future on earth, as well as in heaven, will stand firm. I bless you to let no person despise your youth or who you are. I bless you to silence them by being an example to all believers in the word, in conversation, in acts of love, in humility of spirit, and in your faith to God and purity of heart. I bless you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that godliness with contentment is great gain. I bless you to realize that the love of money is the root of all evil and that you not covered after money, that you not error or wander from the faith, and that you would not cause yourself many sorrows. I bless you to be men and women of God who will flee lusts that attracts your eyes, flee from lusts and desires of your own human nature. I bless you to run away from things that would feed into your pride, including ministry. I bless you to pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, peace, I mean, peace, patience, and meekness and humility. I bless you with God's grace to fight the good fight of faith, to lay hold of eternal life, and to profess a good confession before many witnesses. I bless you to remember to stir up and stir into flames the gift that God has placed within you. I bless you to keep your mind, keep in your mind and in your heart that God has not given you the spirit of fear. He's given unto you his Holy Spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I bless you with a hunger to daily study the scriptures in order to show yourself approved unto God, a work person that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I bless you with the grace of God to flee lust and to follow righteousness, faith, love, peace with others who call on the name, on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. I bless you to never, 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 never forget that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. The scriptures are profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, so that you are thoroughly equipped to do the will of God and accomplish his purpose. And finally, I bless you to fight only God's fights, to finish your God-given course and purpose and to never lose your faith in God. I bless you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and everybody say, I receive that blessing. Have an amazing week. God bless you. Hey, family. Thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. 
If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.